I think that what you thought you were probably going to get and what you got are two different things. I think Trey Lance is probably a, he's a big kind of straight line, um, incredible athlete, but he's not that edge to edge, sideline to sideline, Lamar Jackson type of athlete out of the pocket. So I think it limited some of the run game that you were planning on implementing on the RPO games and some of the quarterback designed run stuff. Um, where when you go back and watch Trey Lance, most of his runs were like quarterback power that were back up between the tackles as opposed to attacking the edge. And I think that was one of the things that they just realized, not quite the athlete we thought he was going to be, yeah. you know, when, when we tested out. So there was that aspect of it. Um, I'm telling you that Brock Purdy is the guy there. That if he is healthy, he is the guy they like. Uh, I believe that his foot energy his understanding of, of protection, where to get rid of the football. I just think they're, they they found a guy as Mr. Irrelevant that they think that can lead that team um, to a championship. So I think that's the direction you're going to go in. And then, you know, Trey Lance, if he gets healthy and what, maybe at some point he's trade bait down the road. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to, you know, to see Sam Darnold be the backup in that situation to Brock Purdy. And that was Mark Schlereth. FS1 on the herd. Uh, it's clear now with what he points out. It's sort of illustrating what we thought we were seeing, but it's only getting worse. Trey Lance is not the guy who the 49ers thought it was going to be. Yet at the same time, they have lucked out finding Brock Purdy. And after all of this, think of where the 49ers are. The 49ers are Super Bowl contenders, and they still don't have their quarterback situation truly established right now, Ryan. Yeah, and I can't believe it because, like, I still don't understand. And I know Justin Fields hasn't proven that he's a, you know, Pro Bowl NFL quarterback, but he's a really good football player. And imagine him in that San Francisco offense, the way that they run that offense. You know, him with Shanahan, those running backs, with George Kittle and all those weapons. I think Justin Fields would look like a totally different quarterback in that offensive line. Um, but instead they went with Trey Lance. And it's crazy because Kyle Shanahan never wanted Trey Lance. John Lynch did. I mean, I would even prefer Mac Jones running that offense. And you were right about Brock Purdy, it looks like, Nick. I always thought that Trey Lance would ultimately win that job just because you drafted him number two. But, again, like, maybe they didn't get the athlete that they thought that they were getting, but I don't think he was ever really given a fair shot. We saw him as a rookie, you know, just kind of thrown to the wolves. And then we saw him for two games. One of them was played in a monsoon in Soldier Field in Chicago, um, pretty much underwater. And then week two, we saw him for two drives, and he got injured because Kyle Shanahan was kind of treating him like a fullback, like a running quarterback. So maybe he's not the athlete that they thought that they were getting. I don't think he was ever really given a fair shot. Um, I would actually like to see Sam Darnold win that job, but uh, it looks like it's going to be Brock Purdy as long as he's healthy and he's thrown in Florida right now. So it looks like he's going to be ready for the start of training camp or for preseason. What do you like about Sam Darnold that Brock Purdy does not do? Uh, nothing. I think that probably Brock Purdy is the better starting quarterback. I mean, we've seen such a short sample size. I just, again, like I don't think Trey Lance was given a fair shake, but I definitely know that Sam Darnold was never really given a fair shake because, you know, he was drafted by the Jets. It was an absolute disaster. He looked pretty good in his first couple starts. Then he got caught uh, on the hot mic that he was seeing ghost against Bill Belichick, as a lot of young quarterbacks do against the Patriots. And, like, look at his offensive coordinators and look at his head coach. He had to deal with Adam Gase, who was a complete lunatic. Um, and then he gets moved to Carolina. Again, he was given a shot there, 
But that offense and Matt Rule, it was just kind of a mess there as well. So I would just love to see what he could do with a real play caller in Kyle Shanahan. Because Kyle Shanahan makes all these guys look so good, right? Jimmy Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy went from Mr. Irrelevant to playing an NFC Championship game. I just think if anybody can make Sam Darnold look like a starting NFL quarterback, it's Kyle Shanahan. And I've always been a fan of Darnold ever since USC. But I don't think he... I don't think he ends up winning that job if Purdy's ready week one. I didn't think there was a shot Purdy was going to be ready week one because he had Tommy John surgery. We usually don't see this with quarterbacks. It's an injury we see with starting pitchers or pitchers. Right. Well, luckily he doesn't have to miss 18 months because that would be a whole different story if that's the case, which I don't really understand the science between why the recovery is a lot shorter for a quarterback than a pitcher. I don't know. Let the doctors handle that. It doesn't really matter. But yeah, like – Sam Darnold is a great example, at least, of how situation can really dictate the success of a young quarterback. I always use David Carr as an example. David Carr got drafted by the expansion Houston Texans, the worst offensive line in NFL history. He was getting sacked every other play. Now, I don't know whether he actually would have been a good quarterback. Maybe he would have been a lifetime backup like he ended up being. But you know what? Never really got a shot right away. Never got a chance to actually develop. So, yeah, Sam, look. You know my love for Brock Purdy. I love the story. I love the confidence. I love what this kid was able to do coming in in that situation when we were going, oh, my God, they're on their third quarterback, and it's Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, and then we all felt stupid. But seeing Sam Darnold at least get a shot, this really is a way to at least get an idea what Sam Darnold could be. And I think any football fan is going to want to see that and at least have an understanding of, like, okay, we know what Kyle Shanahan can do right now. The San Francisco 49ers are the favorites to win the NFC West at minus 165. And we're sitting here talking about this a seventh-round, last pick of the draft quarterback, another first-round pick that they traded up for that's looking like a complete bust, and another quarterback that's on his third team. And they're the favorites to win this division. And they're Super Bowl contenders. Like, that's a testament to what the offense is, the genius of Kyle Shanahan, the creativity of Kyle Shanahan in that offense. But look, that doesn't mean that there's a lot of people on Seattle. Seattle's 2-1 to one to win the division. I still like San Francisco. They deserve to be the favorites. They should. But Seattle surprised a lot of people last year. Literally everybody except who was in that locker room. Maybe even a few guys in the locker room. But the question now becomes, can they capitalize on, the, on maybe some early hiccups with San Francisco offensively if they struggle it? You know, Brock Purdy isn't really fully back or healthy or whatever the case is. And Geno Smith maybe still looks like he did last year. But remember, Geno Smith fell off a little bit at the end of last year, too. Yeah, you know what's yeah, crazy did. is, like, we yeah, – oh, go on, because I know that you're a little bit higher on Seattle than me, Trista, so you go on here. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think, like, the Geno Smith situation kind of illuminates what Pete Carroll is. And we gave Pete Carroll a hard time for so long because we felt like Russell Wilson needed to cook and that Pete Carroll was holding him back. And maybe now that you see what Pete Carroll could do for a quarterback who had been in the league like eight, nine years, and Geno Smith linking up with Pete Carroll, how he can unlock quarterbacks with deficiencies, right? So you almost say, okay, do I trust Pete Carroll to be able to extend Geno Smith's career? I think I do. I don't think it's a one-hit wonder. You have Kenneth Walker. You have Zach Charbonnet. You have uh, – you, you have um, – uh, DK Metcalf, you got Tyler, Tyler Lockett, you end up getting uh, a new, a new receiver in the draft as well. Really good one. So like, it's a, it's a more potent offense than I think it was last year. And they end up going to the playoffs. So I don't think they're going to win the division. I don't think that's going to happen unless Brock Purdy is injured, 
But I, I think they're a really good bet to make the playoffs, and I think they're going to cover a lot of games. I think they're going to score a lot, and their defense got a little bit better as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, the 49ers at minus 165 are priced pretty fairly. I would probably play them. I mean, you look at strength of schedule, they have the fifth easiest schedule, and you look at some of these teams in front of them, like Atlanta, Indianapolis, and Carolina, we don't even know what they're going to be. But we know what San Francisco is going to be, and that's what's crazy. Like, I would actually lay the minus 165 not knowing who their starting quarterback is going to be. And that says everything about Kyle Shanahan as a play caller. Also, like, this could be their last dance fully together. That defense, which I still don't love the secondary. Mm -hmm. You know, you could burn them deep. But on the offensive side of the ball, you have George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk gets better every single year. I think he's one of the more underrated wide receivers in the league. We know what Debo is. And you have Christian McCaffrey. And uh, you have that offensive line. You have Trent Williams, who's getting a little bit older. So I think they're priced fairly. But I'm with you on Seattle, where I went over on the win total. If we were getting a better price, maybe they get off to a slow start to the season. If we were getting like three to one odds, maybe I would take a shot with them because of everything that you said. Offensively, I think you get even better with the addition of Zach Charbonnet in that backfield. I just hope he doesn't steal too many carries from Kenneth Walker because I'm a dynasty fantasy owner now. And you bring in probably the best rookie wide receiver in Jackson Smith at Jigba. You pair him with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But that's not why I'm excited about Seattle. I'm excited because of the defense. Jordan Brooks, I was playing his tackle props every single week. He gets the green dot. He's the middle linebacker now. Um, you know, you bring back Bobby Wagner, who I know he's not the player he was five, six years ago, but still, you have a veteran in that locker room, and you play him right next to Jordan Brooks. And then in the secondary, Devin Witherspoon, probably my favorite defensive back in the draft. Uh, and you, pa you pair him now with Diggs, with Tyreek Wolin, who I know he's a little bit beat up right now, and you have Jamal Adams still, who could cover tight ends. So, um, I like Seattle a lot better defensively. I think they go over their win total. I think San Francisco ultimately wins the division. And then it's like, what would you do with the other two teams? Fatal. I mean, at that point, you're looking at the – you're looking at – well, look, first off, we can just look at the Cardinals and laugh. The Arizona Cardinals are going to be horrific this year. It's going to be a really bad team. Although, we said the same things about Seattle, and look what happened. So, I don't know. Maybe Colt McCoy goes back to his Texas days and – Looks like he's a starting quarterback again in the NFL. Their offense is not very good with him, though I love Colt McCoy. It's not going to be very good if he's the starter. But I'm not, like, I'm not looking at the Rams and saying this is a team that's going to go out and win 10-11 games. But I don't want to write off a team that shut down everybody late in the season anyway that was dealing with injuries for a good portion of the season. They did just win a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Now, they're not the same team. I get that. But if Matt Stafford is healthy, which is always the biggest question mark, especially with somebody that when you look at where they were a couple of years ago, led them to a Super Bowl and then does have an injury history in the past, that's the biggest question mark like any other quarterback. But Cooper Cup back and healthy. Uh, I mean, I, I like Van Jefferson at least as another weapon there and Tyler Higby at tight end. Like they have that offense and you still have Sean McVay, who's a really, really good coach. If they can stay healthy, you're looking at a win total of six and a half for the Rams. It over is it plus money right now. It's even money, right? Like this is plus slightly plus money as it possibly could be, but it's just enough to think, could the Rams win seven games this year? I mean, I wouldn't rule out a team that won five last year and that was dealing with a ton of injuries, won the Super Bowl the year before, dealt with a hangover from that. Seven wins for the Rams is not out of the realm of possibility. I don't I would not blame anybody. I even might bet this this offseason before it's even before it changes at all and take the Rams at least seven wins. They're over six and a half is not crazy. But I also don't look at them and say, yeah, they're going to win this division and I'm going to go laying a bunch of money on that because it's not going to happen. 
Just way too many question marks, man. Cooper Cup, what does he mm-hmm. when? What does he look like when he comes back? Cam Akers is still there. Like they just re up Sony Michelle. Is Matt Stafford going to be healthy? And then like listen to these names on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to be week one starters most likely. Kobe Durant, Russ Yeast, Jordan Fuller, mm-hmm. like Jalen Ramsey's gone. Bobby Wagner wasn't very good last year, but he's gone. Ernest Jones is your inside linebacker. I don't like the defense. I actually, I yeah. thought McVay should have taken the easy way out and just went to the broadcast booth and Aaron Donald per, probably should have just retired. I mean, they get Aaron Donald back. They bring him back. I thought maybe he would retire, uh, but I can see them maybe being an eight win team if everybody comes back healthy, but I just, I wouldn't want to invest in it. Yeah. Same yeah, I mean, thing. I get what you're saying, Ashu, because you think about Cooper cup and how many wins he could get you alone. Really? Like he's going to be right. able to do so many things for you. And they were just so depleted offensively and his injuries sort of took the wind out of their sails. But ultimately I just can't trust that that roster is going to work. Their running game has just hasn't been good for like, since they went to the super bowl and Todd Gurley disappeared yeah. and retired overnight. So yeah, I think that would just be a flat-out stay away from me. But if I if they won eight games, I wouldn't be surprised. For seven games, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. And I think that's what at least just makes it tempting, right? That number's low at six and a half. Where you, if I told you, yeah, the Rams won seven, eight games this year, it's not out of the realm of possibility. And the price is good, too, at even money to go over six and a half. So it's at least something to just think about. But, yeah, right. I mean, when you lay down that defense, my God, it's it's, it's not a good defense at all. But – you have a smart enough head coach and you got an offense that at its peak can be at least something that makes up for some of those deficiencies that they have defensively. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, Sean McVay is a good enough coach where he made Baker Mayfield look pretty damn good those final couple weeks of the yep. season. And now Baker Mayfield has a job. I mean, granted Tampa Bay, I think the goal is to win two to three games and get Caleb Williams. I think that should be the goal for Arizona and the Rams to be, to be honest, like the Rams yeah. are in cap hell. I think they should just blow the whole thing up and just uh, look towards the future, man. The problem is they traded all their picks away for that Super Bowl, which I would do too. Uh, but if I'm Arizona, I know you just re-up Kyler and you're committed to him. But, I mean, if you're picking number one or number two, I would have to take Caleb Williams or Drake May. Especially, like, what's Kyler going to look like coming off this injury? You could trade Kyler. There'll be a team that would want him. Oh, yeah. Washington. Rams. Take him. I, I like Sam Howell. No, don't you. No, no. I don't want him in Washington. Stop it. Don't you do that to Rams. me. Rams. <laughs> the Rams. There you go. San Francisco. <laughs> Imagine Kyler with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, I know everybody loves the Oh, Rock man. Party, but Kyler yes. Shanahan era. Don't you take Brock Purdy away from Kyle Shanahan. He's staying. Brock Purdy forever. Forever. But, yeah, Kyler in that offense would be a lot of fun. Kyler Shanahan, yeah. Uh, it's I like there, it. there could be a lot. Look, we the NFL now, it's not like when a quarterback's locked up, he's going to stay there forever. It's changed. It's not movement like in the NFL and the NBA, but we're still at least seeing some of that. Where quarterbacks are now like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. Guys get traded or they hit free agency. It's a lot different. All right, it's BetMGM tonight.